welcome to Wrestler Review. I'm Dylan Gott. Oh, I'm John Hastings. And my name like my John just farted on his mic. This week, we will be reviewing the Big Boss Man Ray Trailer, the greatest wrestler of all time. He's not the greatest wrestler of all time. Everyone knows that that's Van Vader. Second greatest <laughs> wrestler of all time, Dusty Rhodes. I'm just saying, Third before we... wrestler, before, Nail. <laughs> before we chronologize him... Fourth greatest wrestler, Slick. Fifth, Akeem. Sixth. Yeah, not one-man gang, Akeem. One-man gang. He gets two slots. No, no. Because <laughs> he's so fat. Eighth, Big Boss Man. We should just do a thing where we rank all the big, big guys. But here's the thing I like about Big Boss Man. First of all, Big Boss Man... Why are you so loud always? Because uh, I'm talking about the big boss man, and I'm naturally. Uh, oh my god! I must be louder than everyone. You're at a four. I'm on seven, and you are so much louder. Yeah, man. Okay, so the big boss man uh, broke in with the Universal Wrestling Federation, um, mostly uh, with mostly until about the late '80s. He was like just. He was just like bodyguard. He was Deacon Batista until the late 80s, let's yeah, just say. And known as Big Bubba Rogers, baby. Oh, yeah. He actually broke in originally or did some uh, digging. Um, you did some digging that you can't remember now. I can't. Uh, did some digging because I did this. It was He was actually a, a fucking prison guard, which I didn't actually realize. And he was a jobber just under his real name and then was repackaged. As Big Bubba Rogers, Jim Cornette's It's bodyguard. weird that you would start your career as a jobber when you're 6'6 six, six and 350, though, right? Like, that's weird. Yeah, but the, you got to understand that, like, if you're coming in as a prison guard in the South, that most of the fans probably know you from their time in prison and also are like, <laughs> yes, I want to see that guy get beat by... Ra-. Like, if you look at the jobbers and stuff like that that were yeah. in the NWA, if, like, let's say you're like me and to fall asleep even watching the network... Hmm. Like just to fall asleep and not even like good things like yeah. deep cuts like Starcade eighty two yeah which is not even a Starcade we all know Starcade eighty three is the first one and um and yeah and like the jobbers and stuff like that from like the even the clips are like actually really good they're not like a Barry Horowitz or Matt Hardy at twelve years old they're like oh, no a decorated professional wrestler who's just never really got his time uh, and he like almost beats Ric Flair as opposed to like we're because we're used to WWE jobber guys that it's like the Brooklyn Brawler gets an Irish whip and then it's choke slam choke slam choke slam <laughs> choke slam choke slam yeah yeah well that's the thing I, the thing I like about uh well kind of I don't know to actually counteract my own point I suppose the thing I like about having a guy like uh, Ray Trailer be a jobber is that it makes it easier to push your small guys because mm. then you don't ca- you don't just have that oh he's big so he's always winning let's uh, let's do some Ray Trailer trivia if he's okay. your favorite wrestler mm-hmm. I already said it who was the first person he bodyguarded for you already said it yeah. Jim Cornette yeah. Yeah, because he, he the famous spot where he missed Jim Cornette and Jim Cornette's knees almost went through his eyeballs. That's fu- that's okay. Uh, watching that fall is just like it is. Sometimes you can't see someone blow out both their knees, and then sometimes you can too much, and you should never watch it. And that's one of them. Yeah, it's like porn. Sometimes you find the right mix of just a little bit of filth and some nice thrusting that can get you to where you need to go. <laughs> and then other times you're like, oh god, I saw all of her asshole. Well. To, to to move on to uh, the period where I'm sure everyone loves the boss man from uh, is the fucking when they brought him in uh, with Akeem and they he feuded with Hogan, drew some big houses. Although let's take a step back. They, they first was brought in managed by Slick. They were the Twin Towers and they were brought in as these fucking monster heels. Yeah. Let me just say, though, who the fuck was in the meeting that was like doing the Twin Towers? There'll be a tag team. This is the perfect match. A corrupt cop mm-hmm. and a guy who thinks he's black. <laughs> it was so hard to take. Well, obvi- it was Vince. It was the Vince. It was everyone saying. Everyone said this, but it's the Vince rib on Dusty that the Akeem the African Dream thing is so fucking stupid. Just put him in as one. Wh- how about one man gang? Like how much better a tag team is oh, the one man is a one man gang and a big, big boss, boss man. man. So he's a corrupt cop and he's working with a gang member. Yeah. Makes way more sense than a guy keep in mind Slick on the Arsenio Hall show. Great. Great when, clip. When asked who will be the first black world champion, he said Akeem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Slick is the funniest man. <laughs> Ever um, again? Well, let's not make this all about Akeem. But let's no. I'm let's actually make this not about about Akeem at all. No, this but, is uh, terrible. I'm, I'm going to transition though. By transition, I mean 
make it a bit more about Akeem. A brutal <laughs> tag team. Their WrestleMania five match against the Rockers. Everyone was shit back then. Everyone was shit. No, no, back no. Then. Brutal is, and they just beat the shit out of each other. Like they were fucking. Like you literally saw them when they would like that match against the Rockers in the time when it was like sleeper hold, sleeper hold, a pile driver. Yeah. It's literally like Marty Jannetty gets in the ring. Fuck you, Marty. Meet my fists. Meet my fists. Oh yeah, that clothesline. That's still. It's yeah. A, it's a now. It's a big vine, but the clothesline. Akeem clotheslining fucking uh, Shawn Michaels and just but like uh, Stan Hansen Lariat. Let's call it what it yeah, is. They just taking his fucking head off. The shit out of each other. <laughs> and also the thing with having big boss man Hulk Hogan talking about that is drawing some big houses is him being a great heel. Is it actually plays within the storyline of like Hulk Hogan being this moral man who doesn't like black people, and then the big boss man playing mm-hmm. a southern police officer implied doesn't like black people. Mm-hmm. Big boss man knows Hulk Hogan's secret, but he's a man of the law. <laughs> won't tell people what Hulk Hogan really believes. He's got a code. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I got a code. I can't tell Hulk, oh, what Hulk Hogan and how much he hates Virgie. Um, and then uh, they transition out of big boss man after uh, Ted DiBiase. Uh, tries to bribe him to do something and he won't do that because he's a good man all of a sudden all of a sudden and he stops handcuffing jobs keep in mind big boss man on uh, saturday morning superstars used to handcuff a guy and then beat the shit out of him with a nightstick i remember watching that and being like i don't i still don't view him as a bad person like i just remember watching it and being like "Eh, i'll take it and then we get to the wrestlemania 6 Great fucking match against Akeem that's 30 seconds long with Ted DiBiase hiding at ringside. I literally have watched that pay, that fucking card so many times. I could describe to you the that entire thing. Do it. All right. So Big Boss Man, uh, Akeem comes out first with his great theme song sung mm-hmm. by Slick. They're dancing in the cart. They go up. Big Boss Man walks out. He doesn't take the cart out because he's a fucking man. That's how you know you're yeah, being yeah, pushed yeah. as a big baby face. Yeah. If they have those ring carts, but you don't use it, you walk. You're a fucking man. And he fucking walks out um, to his amazing theme. But Dylan, sing it. If you've ever been down to Cub County, County Georgia, Georgia, you better respect the law and order serving hard time. It's a really good song. It's such a good song. Only one of the, no- not uh, o- not one of the only, but one of the non-Jim Johnston themes that was actually kicked at. No filter here. If the Big Boss Man was now, you realize he would be, he would have got, like one week with John Cena and then f- his theme song would be like three days grace. And <laughs> like, do oh. y- you think about that kind of shit? Like yeah. you just don't stylize stuff for wrestling at all anymore. Yeah. He'd come out to, I, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fucking great. <laughs> but the boss man, I just want to talk about this, but the boss man, uh, as you see his progression through his me, first WWF I'm run, not, I'm not done. Okay. Oh, sorry. Cut you off amazing piece of fucking business right here mm-hmm. which shows how badass the boss man Ted DiBiase hides at ringside yes. like the snaky businessman that he is Snake. attacks big boss man does it mean that he loses to Hakeem no, he fucking pushes through and kicks the shit out of that fucking white fuck <laughs> in like 30 seconds hits him with the move that they called either it was the boss man slam and then they called it like the trailer trash or the trailer hitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, of course, you gotta if you're if your guy's name is Trailer, you're gonna you're in Pun City population. Uh. <laughs> Fuck the amount of fucking because that's I think the ultimate wrestling finishing move because it's an alliteration and a pun. Yeah, like it's everything bad about naming a finishing move. Yeah, in one not since the oh fuck. I've been watching a lot of ECW and some of the ECW names for fucking final moves are. Not since Greetings from Asbury Park has it been the more needless name for a fucking finishing. I home. love I love um, any. You ever watch late nineties? Or we're getting whatever. We'll get back to Danny it. Doring. All his moves were so disgustingly named. Oh. He got him in the bareback. Like that was <laughs> legit. Well, one Danny of his Doring's moves. gimmick was he's a perv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a perv with a silent Amish friend. Yeah. Yeah, they were now just, that's a tag that's team. That's the second worst tag team combination ever. Number one, I can't believe they team Big Boss Man. Number two, Amish Roadkill and Danny Doring. Let's not not to get more it. soundtrack. Do you remember the time when he proposed to Lita and he gave her a condom as an engagement ring? <laughs> now back to the so Boss Man. Then I didn't. I never saw that, but I want to. <laughs> you never saw right that. now. It is so 
fucking it's like the last so funny it's that the is last so funny. year of ecw when you yeah. literally like now that you know like paul he- Heyman was heavily fatigued and concerned about his finances and you're like i can see that because it literally it's everything is first draft writing give me a judge he gets hit with a car uh and then mike awesome comes and uh uh, uh new jack give me new jack like <laughs> but it was still good i mean all right we're getting sidetracked a lot but it was i i i still liked it like I, it's just basic pro wrestling to me but um but again, giving a woman a condom as an engagement ring is basically pro wrestling to me. <laughs> That's just what you do. You know what else is giving uh, pro wrestling to me is a big boss man packaged with Hulk Hogan became his great number two. Was essentially like the new Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, Macho Man Randy Savage was being the Macho King Randy Savage. Well, the other thing about that was that you didn't need like no one was like, oh, this Ray trailer can do better. Like he's a better worker than this. It was a good thing to have. It was a good number two to have where, oh, him and Hulk Hogan are friends, but he's clearly the number two, and you don't need to book him even approaching being number one. No. He's just like, yeah, he's just like, he was a good, because the thing about the boss man, though, even even though he was 6'6", and even though he was like 300 pounds, he had a very relatable body type. Like, he was just like, he was a perfect, like, upper mid-card, mid-card guy, because like, although he's big, he just looked like shit. Like, he just... Yeah, he has an awful body open three buttons open shirt to reveal some a wisp of chest hair (laughs) six six with tiny wrists like tiny wrists and no forearm development whatsoever and a pot belly and then he tucks his shirt in which accentuates the fact that the man had like like claudia schiffer's legs over here you know what i mean he had long (laughs) he had long dancing legs and he had and he had some of the most like deceptively athletic moves I've ever seen. The reason I love Boss Man, the reason I love him as a character and as a wrestler, is because he's he's like the sports equivalent of a, just a good team player. Like, oh, yeah. He's a good... He's a he's a utility man. You can have him beat people and he's good. He was a good... He was a good baby face. He was a good... He was a great heel. Like, his second run in the Fed was fucking great. Before we go to the second run in the Fed, it has to be brought up. I think. I haven't proven this. Doink blinded him for five years, and then he came back as a SWAT team member. Before that even happened, when Doink blinded him, he uh, left and went to Japan. I was, I was so just, pissed at Doink. I assumed he'd gone immediately to WCW. He went to Japan briefly. Then he returned, mm-hmm. and they were going to package him as like sort of Jack Tunney's enforcer, and he was a special guest referee, but not really wrestling anymore because they were going with the new generation. Yeah. Instead, he went to the WCW and was the boss yeah first time the wwf sued wcw for um just straight up likeness right infringement yeah stop being that transition to guardian angel guardian angel just awful i mean he's gone from being a southern police officer um by the way subtle because i guess the inference is that he's not the boss anymore because like (laughs) the cops took away his badge and now he just has to join a renegade bunch of dads who are going <laughs> to like, hit people in the legs if they skateboard too hard. Hey, I may not be on the force anymore, but I can still wear a beret. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all this matching and stuff that I paid for for my fucking self. For those of you who don't know what the Guardian, Guardian Angels were a militia force it formed in late 80s New York City that walked around in red berets, like stopping people from being mugged. Um, they eventually became subject of ridicule when their organizer um, uh, faked his own shooting from the mob. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what happened to him. I can't remember his name. Is that why? Because I remember there was a lot of Guardian Angel stuff around the '90s. Like yeah, they, the Simpsons they, and the Guardian Angel. That was episode. their big. That was their big sort of like rise when they were, and they like yeah. made a big difference in New York, and the, it was a whole part of like New York transitioning. And then like he was like he was like going to run for mayor, and then he faked his own shooting. Couldn't do that anymore. And WCW wouldn't be associated with him anymore. By the way, I remember seeing Guardian Angel on the first WCW pay-per-view I ever convinced my mom to buy. Halloween Havoc <laughs> 93, I believe it was. Hogan. It couldn't have been 93. Hogan. Fl- yeah, no. It was no, not- 94 was Hogan. Hogan came into WCW 94. Okay, then it was Halloween Havoc 94. Yeah, because I remember 94 was around the time I went to my cousin Danny's house. And they had like extended cable. And I saw... Uh, 
I saw the guardian angel and I was like, he's alive. That's exactly what I was about to say is I got that pay-per-view just based on the fact it was the Hogan flair retirement match. And I was like, holy fuck, Hogan's going. Because I even at that young of age, I'm like, there is no way this bald fuck (laughs) is going to beat that guy. With your straightened bald hair. Yeah. You're fucking toast, Hogan. Fuck. Um, And then I was watching it and I think it's fucking Ray Trailer Vader in that match heartbreaking and uh and yeah and he came out and i had the exact same reaction discovering wcw at that time was like holy fuck i found all the things i've lost yeah yeah yeah. and it's like oh my god and then you give it like and it's just kind of off enough that you don't want to watch it i i was always a big w i was a bigger wcw guy than i was a wwf guy for a long time i didn't have the option so i couldn't be really you couldn't because tsn would show raw Tuesday on Mon- on Tuesday afternoon. Not that era. I'm talking about 94 to like 96. Oh, cuz what happened was is my mom got that pay-per-view and it was before Rogers. It was McLean's Cable. Wow. In Ottawa. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Who else has got a wet pussy? Everyone, that's the answer. Oh, my pussy too. And you had to order it so you get a block of them. Okay. So you couldn't just get a pay-per-view. You got the box and we had the box for like 5 months. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got into WCW cuz the thing with it is if you had TBS and you liked wrestling as a kid, it was on all – it was – Saturday night was two hours. The idea that at that time you're like wrestling for more than one hour – is insane. Fuck yeah. Is there more wrestling? Goddamn right there is. Sunday night, WCW Pro. What a piece of shit show that is. <laughs> and then fucking Saturday morning, WCW main event. Jack off on my tits and call me Susan, please. That and sounds great. And I would fucking so much WCW was watched. Just squash matches of everybody. Oh, just who's that? Oh, it's terrorizing. I love squash matches. I really wish they would bring them back. I think they probably are going to have to. Yeah, they have so many hours of television. I'd watch an hour-long squash match with one like, it's Kofi Kingston versus Titus O'Neil singles match. And that's like the big headliner and they're always talking about it. That'd be great. But, uh, but, But the boss man... um. Yeah, he does the Guardian. The WCW run is really We're not like, even done the WCW run. He then transitions into Big Bubba Rogers in the suit yeah. for like three matches with Sting. Then joins the dub- Dungeon of Doom. That goes nowhere. Then <laughs> what does he do? Back Ray Trailer. Or is that is that the is this Big Bubba Rogers and then Big, Ray Trailer? Big Bubba Rogers joins the NWO, yeah. NWO gets kicked out of the NWO. No, he he's Ray Trailer. And then he's like, No gimmicks needed. No, he just only Ray be- Trailer. He only beca- tuck a sleeveless shirt into leather he only, pants. He only becomes no gimmicks needed, which is technically a ripoff of Chris Candido's gimmick. Now that I think about it, once he oh, leaves 100%. the N- once he leaves the NWO. But that was the time where everyone was being like, oh, "No, cut the shit! I am not a cop. Yeah, I am not even a guardian angel." Because we have to build. I'm a man. That this was Ray Trailer's to quote the Doors soft parade period. Still <laughs> fine, but not nearly as good as it once was. Could he ever recapture it? Oh, yes, because he goes back to the WWF and is... The big boss, man, goddammit. But you're also missing out on the fucking great... No, I think it was the end of WWF, his Fed run. But he goes to the Smoky Mountain, and he's like, great in Smoky Mountain. I didn't know he even went to Smoky Mountain. I didn't see that in my... Full disclosure, it was my birthday yesterday, so people just posted big boss man promos. Good, they should have. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, he's just basic pro wrestling. You like, <laughs> I think they're... That, that I think about it, I don't. There wasn't specific references to who was on the teams, but I mean, he probably faced New Jack, which must be an insane, like that's insane, right? That the New Jack faced the Big Boss Man. That match is literally a metaphor for what's going on in the United States right now. <laughs> it legit is. <laughs> he's good because he's. Well, yeah. that was the fucked up thing about the Boss Man too. The only thing that would have made that match more topical if it was called a "He's Got a Gun" match. <laughs> <laughs> New Jack comes out in a hoodie. <laughs> the match just starts because he's looking <laughs> suspicious. Yeah, he's in the parking lot. Just Big Boss Man just keeps attacking him. Yeah. He's up to something. He's up or, to something. Or I guess it would be he keeps attacking people he thinks is New Jack. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, He looks similar. Here's a, the really, Sorry, Ahmed Johnson. The really fucked up thing about it is that during that whole early 90s run, even when he was a heel to a babyface, one thing didn't change. That was the Confederate flag patch on his I was I was going to bring that up yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um. Well, he, listen, he's from he's from a part of the world where they've chosen to ignore what that flag represents. He's not even from let's let's put this in perspective. He's not even from a 
he's from a county, which just means that it's like six people have houses in a not even a big enough place that they would build a store for those six people. It's just a county. Do you understand that if you go to Cobb County, Georgia, you do serve hard time? Like that's he's and like I love the big boss man and he should be the only person from that place. <laughs> but he is literally the only person from that place who's been to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those uh, city queers. Yeah. They, they they don't talk to him with reverence. They're just like, you mean that traitor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think you're better than me because you've been to Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. You think you're... Hey, hey, Raymond. Raymond. I remember when you were a real cop, not a real, real cop on the television. <laughs> Raymond. Raymond. Who taught you how to cook dog? <laughs> that was me, Raymond. Raymond, come back. Raymond. Why does Raymond collapse? And that's why Ray Trailer's life was ended earlier because he was being razzed by friends and they didn't help him when he collapsed from pill addiction. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, being addicted to pills is being addicted to We've pills. We've skipped so much before we get to the end because we then enter the big boss man renaissance, the bossonance, if you will. This is honestly... This is kind of like. Do you understand? I didn't even think about this when I. If this is a this pro movie. wrestler, if this is, if you equate this, we have so much to discuss. This the is like Daryl Strawberry's career because he comes in, he's a hot prospect. This is Daryl Strawberry sans crack cocaine addiction career. This is back when he was back with the Yankees. This is literally unadulterated goodness. He enters in for weeks. He's wearing a balaclava, implying that Vince McMahon has harkened back to his Irish roots and hired an IRA yeah. bodyguard. I'm the only one to believe that. Everyone else just assumed it was the big boss man. <laughs> and um, walked around with a nightstick. Then was the. The like corporate enforcer, just right. dressed in a SWAT team. That's how. That is how little, and I I love bots, man. But that's how little talent they had at that point. Where Stone Cold Steve Austin's big foil was the boss man. Yeah, and but the thing with it is now that because of boss man's physique and the fact that he had a nightstick, he lost a lot of weight too. He did lose, but I actually do remember watching it being like, ah, oh, fuck. Because the thing is, Steve Austin isn't a little guy. But when you put him in the ring with Big Boss Man, who looks like a thumb with a face, <laughs> and the fact that he would just hit people with a goddamn nightstick, yeah. you're like, this guy's trouble. This guy's fucking trouble. <laughs> I knew the thing was ever since, and I, I this is, sounds silly, but I have this, I have emotional, an emotional attachment to the Boss Man. So I was like, I was rooting for the Boss Man the whole time. I was like, and I knew that they weren't going to put. Obviously, I was fucking. 13 at the time so i knew i'm like there's no way they're being like we're putting the strap on boss man but i think i was the only one where he won the hardcore title i was like we made it kid <laughs> we you done made it. We made he never it. got a title he never got a he title he was in his first run they even like nails nails injures him so how did off. we fucking not talk about nails Boss man. <laughs> you know what right. happened with nails after he nails who by the way could be related to you based on complexion and look <laughs> oh i'm sure i'm there's part of me that makes me like concerned if my mom was at wrestling events in the mid 80s and my father was an actor like I hired just... to just cover up the shame <laughs> we bear a striking resemblance to boss man and nails if i go back to goatee It'll oh. be, <laughs> we could just go to Halloween. Halloween is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Dylan? Yeah. Hey. Okay. So you know why Nails got fired, right? Yeah. Or he choked. Uh, chose Vinny Vivi. And implied that Vince McMahon tried to rape him. Great. <laughs> I love the fact that you would like choke someone and then be like, "You raped me." That's exactly the, the best part. <laughs> Uh, you're a seven foot monster and the door was open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, Vince McMahon could have been like, suck my dick for something. But he, there's prettier wrestlers. Doesn't matter about pretty. I don't know. What are you into? I don't know. Nails Nobody's is in, in shape. No. I mean, we never saw him out of the Nails outfit. Maybe he maybe he was a good looking guy. We didn't know. He wasn't. Maybe he maybe no, he was is, like really fashion but forward this is in the post early 90s. steroid era. There was no way yeah. that that guy was ripped underneath that. This is the era of Skinner. Oh, yeah. And fucking Nails. What are he is specifically a prisoner. By the way, Nails then went on to WCW and they made him as a guy who's jumped a lot of bounties. Jesus Christ. <laughs> of course. What they just got out of a thesaurus and were like, what similar? But that's but the boss man Nails, uh Nails he's out for a long time. What was the And then Nails moves on to the Undertaker. Undertaker destroys him and then Bossman gets his win back. So it's like Here's the question for you. What was the uh, the big blow-off match between... Oh, Nightstick on a pole match, obviously. Yeah. First on a pole match in my in the history. So 
this as far as I know is the uh, is the most specific. I'm sure there's ones beforehand, but that for me is the first one. Yeah, of course. Well, we were like what six? Seven? There's only two: nightstick on a pole, pink slip on a pole. Oh, Judy Bagwell in a cage. <laughs> I don't acknowledge that period of WCW. <laughs> I loved Judy Bagwell so much. But anyway, as soon as we're Nitro getting distracted, no, we're not. We're we not. wanna. I don't. No, wait. Can we do episode? <laughs> that is our next episode. I'm saying it right now. John doesn't edit the Oh god. Next week we talk to Judy. Anyway, there's I have so much to say about Judy Bagwell. I almost want to pause this episode, do the Judy Bagwell episode <laughs> and then come back. But the problem is if we do a Judy the Bagwell episode, then we'll have to do an Ernest the Cat Miller episode, and then from that we'll do a Glacier episode, and then we're going to end up doing a fucking Chris Canyon episode, and then we'll never talk about the I have Big a lot Boss of opinions on Canyon. Anyway, um I got some more opinions on the Big Boss Man. Of course. We are now entering in the greatest time Boss Man. So Boss Man joins the corporation, yes. becomes tag team champions with Ken Shamrock. Woo. Corporation dissolves. Do they have something for the big boss man? Yes, they do. What do they do with the big boss man? <laughs> is this the period where he's be be, be is which one comes first? Mur- <laughs> basically shit talking the big show's dead father, or is it him making Al Snow eat pepper? You which <laughs> South Park then took. I don't know if you ever saw that episode. But I did. <laughs> great. He made Al Snow eat pepper. At that point, I was like, yes. This is this is it is you what I love about the, the this is what I love about the boss man he he made it work I don't know what to tell you other than like as a, like and this is sound like sound like an idiot thing to say as a performer there's certain things you do when you're asked to do them that you're kind of like I'll do this but fuck it right boss man's best best performances are the pepper thing like when you discovered that like ridiculous evil laugh and like. He was just like one of the best heels because you just every single week you could beat him up, and and people would still be like, yeah, fuck that guy. He made that, he made that nice man eat his dog. <laughs> Why did he do that? And the Hell in a Kennel match is like the fucking greatest thing. He gets hung by the Undertaker. Oh, we didn't even. Oh, we fucking miss. Yeah, we missed the Undertaker hanging him thing. Well, that's type. That's the corporate ministry, and then the boss man being like phased out. Yeah, phased out as like a upper mid card, and then he goes lower mid card, and then they bring him back in with the Al Snow thing. That kennel in a hell match. Hell in a kennel match where you mean all the dogs just started fucking and shitting. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. So bad. (laughs) So good. It makes no sense because the way they described it was packs of dogs. All right, good. That'll be the point to bring the edit back in because that little thing's just been edited out. Now, Hell in a Kennel match. That match should have been, as it was sold to me, a pack of ravenous dogs locked inside the cage that they could be bitten by a dog. Instead, it was 12 fucking dogs. But the thing is, you get these... Like I don't have to talk about the logistics of this now. But you get the dogs... Right, you can't guarantee they're gonna be rabid. Also, if they're rabid, what the fuck is Al Snow supposed to do? Be in a fucking like dog yeah. suit the whole time? No, he did exactly. It was just he climbed over and got out. He didn't even get close to the dog because what you expect, like literally, again, let's harken back to the the year is nineteen ninety nine. Beautiful. It is the Attitude Era. Up is down. Black has just been called a whore and given birth to a baby. <laughs> You're led to believe that shit... Ha- like Mae Young has liter- legitimately given birth to a hand. Yeah, Mae Young's given birth to a hand. We've all seen her tits. Yeah. Cact- Multiple times. Cactus Jack has been murdered. Yeah. No, Mick Foley has been thrown off a cage. Yeah. You, there are certain things you were led to believe as a wrestling fan, and one of them was like, you got to deliver on this. You've got to. And they didn't. Also, I'm going to... Yeah, they have... But that's the thing, right? Like, um, I, I was just going to get sidetracked completely. But I think the nightstick, I think Boss Man's nightstick might be the best weapon. Oh, yeah, because history. even though if, even if it was rubber, it didn't look like it was rubber. And it's one of those things where... I don't think it was rubber because he fucking, like, he... Twirled it. He yeah. pro-wrestlinged it, though. Like, he he yeah. never, like, hauled off and smoked someone in the head with the fucking no, stick. No, he'd always do it two-handed. He'd always do it two-handed. Or he'd have, like... Hand on the hand on the top just before the big the handle, and then put his hand on the bottom handle, and then like do the stomp thing, and then the guy would get down on all fours, and then he would like bring it down over his neck or something. I just loved him, and it was great. It was a great tool, babyface. You do the twirl, right? Yeah. You come out, you put it on the apron. The heel tries to steal it, or if the heel has brings a weapon, you have the nice stick. You get that great pop, like oh, he's got the nice stick. And if he's a heel, please just fuck that thing as one of his only five moves. And 
that uppercut? No one's doing shit like that. That's true. And also that great moment in Survivor Series when The Rock turns uh, heel is when he uh, he throws the uh, he throws the net stick and it's supposed to go to Shamrock, but it really goes to The Rock. And if you watch it back, he was always throwing it to The Rock. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Um, so from the Hell in a Sail match, which Big Show or the Boss Man loses, he's upset and he needs to take his rage out on someone. And that rage is on the Big Show's still alive father, yeah. who is slowly dying. And though for literally the reason I think is Big Boss Man's so tough he doesn't believe in death, he begins <laughs> essentially calling Big Show's dad a loser <laughs> for dying. <laughs> I mean, I thought... Like everyone, it, I, this is why I fucking hate wrestling. It like went, radio shows sometimes because they were like, "Oh, that's absolutely tasteless." It's the funniest thing. <laughs> it's so, oh my god, he's gonna, dad's gonna die. You fucking loser. Dad, he brought dad, in dad, another dad, guy loser. named Bull Buchanan to drive the car he used right. to steal the Big Boss Man's dad's casket. So that good. the Big Boss Man then, or the Big Show then rode to try and catch them. See people, because people ride. People, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Again, oh, there's absolutely nothing. But I'm just gonna say, but people rag on me for liking the boss man this much. But then look at all the fucking, look at what's gonna happen to Braun Strowman in three fucking years. He's gonna be nowhere. He's gonna be another. He's gonna be another Snitsky, right? And you look at boss man, right? Guys, you know, you brought him along four years to he's learn got how a to thick wrestle. Dick. I know what you're Fine, saying. He's got a thick old hog on him, and he can. And by this time, he's improved so exponentially as a pro wrestler to the point where. He's carrying these segments, man. Oh, the big show. My question Carried is... Carried his fat tits all over the <laughs> fucking country. Here's the one thing is I can't remember... His dead I pussy. think there was only one match. Well, of course, because they were like, this is fucking ridiculous. But um, the big show... I watched the big show documentary one time, and big show was like, oh, it actually... Like, because his dad had passed away before that, and he's like, "Oh, actually, it kind of." Oh, helped. I thought his dad was still alive. No, no, his dad had passed away years before that. Oh, his dad no. passed away like three i think his dad died either he was like high school or just started wcw or something like that oh no i was i thought his dad was still alive that's that means i know how this thing was pitched the big show uh, the big show was like yeah father's is a little hard for me and the big boss man would go why you're your own father no no, like, no no I, here's how it was pitched where actually um my father passed away oh ray <laughs> <laughs> you said you'd do anything yeah <laughs> you, oh, you don't want to be just come back to WCW. What would his WCW gimmick be? After he was Ray Trailer Canine. Trailer Canine? They would just go with the Al Snow gimmick? No, no, no. 2000 WCW. Like, Vince Russo is booking this. No, 2000 is post Vince Russo. Now it's literally just fucking madness. What would... I? Because I think it would be like... Uh, it would be You're like... You're talking about... WCW once they've brought Sid back in again. Oh yeah, and they try and they try to do the Goldberg like they try to make Sid the unstoppable force. Um, no, I mean like man. all right, his Vince Russo WCW gimmick mm. would be like would be like all right, well Big Boss Man, that's done. Mm. He's been the Big Boss Man for or, too long. He's the cop thing. It's all done. So what we got to do is we got to make him a pervert with an erection constantly. <laughs> How about this? His manager is eight kids and they're in bathing suits. <laughs> And he's nails. Why would they do that? <laughs> I know that there's maybe some. My manager. Might be some kids in bathing suits. That Dylan and I are funny comedians. Slay Baylor or whatever. To this, thinking it's a comedy podcast, and you think we're being very insensitive towards pedophilia. You need to understand 2000 era WCW. Yeah, that was definitely an idea that was pitched, approved, and then they just couldn't get a wrestler to sign off on it. Well, remember Mike Awesome? His manager is eight <laughs> in bathing suits. Because you remember Mike, Mike Awesome was the fat, ki- the fat guy. Yeah, he comes in. He- and then, like three weeks later, he's that seventies guy. And then three weeks later, he's that the fat chick thriller. <laughs> and then he's from Canada all of a sudden. Like, oh, it was again. Okay, okay. We're Write sca- this down. Next three episodes: Judy Bagwell, Ernest the Cat Miller, WCW era. Mike we're not Alden. doing. We're not <laughs> doing a do- two WCW, three WCW episodes in a row. We're doing just Judy Bagwell. <laughs> no, we're doing. All and three. we're gonna do live. We're gonna do a live Judy Bag. We're gonna, we could probably get an interview with Judy Bagwell to be honest. <laughs> Um, Judy, what's your career like? Um, hey, hey, it's all right. I got tendinitis. Did you know my son fucks women for money now? I don't know. I, I've got an accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, Ray, uh, this is winding down his career, but I think it's kind of... I mean, obviously it's sad that the man passed away, but I think he would have come back and been a really good mid-card legend, like better than... Better than Duggan because he he'd probably be the only legend who you could bring him you could bring him back and he'd be a babyface and then he was he's good enough to turn heel like he's really was a better heel than he was babyface. Follow up question: Where what who who was just had wor- this fucking griminess to him? Who was he working for when he died? Because I actually thought he was working for WCW when he died, but that doesn't. No, make it. we'll look that up. But he he gets fired from the Fed in two thousand three. I'm gonna say why. Um. Well, what are you gonna do once they're like, "Oh, Bo Buchanan didn't work out, right?" Bo Buchanan did work out. It was the right to censor. He had his final. Oh, 2002. He lost to Tommy Dreamer, and then he uh, he was a trainer, and then he was released in 2003. Uh, International Wrestling Association of Japan was his last match. Oh no! He defeated Freddy Krueger and then lost to Jim Duggan in the final. And then he died. Well, and then he got out of wrestling. He passed away in 2004. From a heart attack from Dallas, Georgia. A town so small they have to name it after another place, not even in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. They had to, that's so weird that you would name a place like, uh, oh, where do you live? Uh, oh, London, England. Not that one, though. The other London. Like, it's just. We're from Canada. There is another London, bitch. No, I mean, like, but it's. Dallas, Georgia is close. Like, it's pretty close to Texas. It's in the same vicinity. I don't think it is. I think they're... Where are you from? Montreal, Ontario? Like, that's stupid. That is a place. I'm a place. You're Ray Trailer, obviously, uh, I mean, if we're going to go overall... Favorite um, match, Big Boss Man. Favorite match, Big Boss Man. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, Royal Rumble 93. Great match. Oh, my God. Yeah, when they when they had Boss Man on the way out jobbing to Bam Bam. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the ring two men who don't look like they can run, and they sort of can. (laughs) Hey, Bam Bam was great. Boss Man was great. Great times. And Boss Man is a great... He's a great baby face opponent for someone because it's like the boss man has that body of like oh my dad used to be able to fight hey <laughs> he just and then for that hey dylan when you were getting bullied when you were an emo shithead because it's recently <laughs> your birthday and i saw that photo you posted actually i didn't get bullied ever i got bullied in i got bullied till i was like nine i was too big to be bullied really when you were nine and being bullied did you ever look in the mirror i played go- football but dressed like an emo shithead did you ever look in the mirror and go, this doesn't happen to Big Boss Man? I Boss Man slammed a guy. Who did you do that to? Well, he just came ran- running at me and I Boss Man slammed him. And I gave. Then the- he, like, I thought he died because all the air left his body. And I was like, oh. I you gave- knocked the window to someone, but I did it where, like, they came up and he got, like, he got, like, he was running at me. I just sidestepped him. He got air and then I caught his chest on the way up yeah. and I just slammed him and he bounced off the grass. Twice. I gave and, went, <gasps> and I was like, and then I nightsticked him, but I only had my fat hog. So I just <laughs> fucking mushroom slapped him. <laughs> I gave a kid, uh, I gave a kid the uh, the bonsai because he's being a cunt. Oh to me. yeah, fat kid, one on one. I wasn't even that drop. fat. I was just monstrously big compared to everyone else. You were Kurgan. Yeah, I was like Kurgan, and I uh, I broke his retainer, and then he wrote a letter to his his dad saying he was going to sue me. And because I was 10, I kind of believed him. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. <laughs> then, I'm going to sue you. You are from Ottawa. I am. Ottawa is the capital of Canada. Canada. And then my mom, the, the guy called my mom and like was actually trying to go through with it. And my mom was what? like, you can get fucked on the fucking Tuesday, pal. And yeah. was like, no. Why was your kid's retainer not in his mouth? Yeah, that's what she said to fake lawsuits. There has been four that, fucking gross farts on this podcast, and all of them into the microphone too. You little sissy. <laughs> um, Listen, there's only one way. My favorite boss man match was Bam Bam Bigelow versus uh, obviously the boss man. What was yours? My favorite boss man match would probably be Mister Perfect against WrestleMania 7, yeah. mostly because it had the promo leading into it where he just went, and another thing, ah! and then walked away <laughs> from the camera. <laughs> Fuck, I love early 90s boss man babyface promos where he's just talking about how my mama raised me to be a good person. It's kind of like Dusty Rhodes, but instead of like, you've made me become a bad man, he's like, you showed up late to dinner, yeah. and now we have to settle this like man in a sporting environment. Mr. Perfect, you put butter on grits, and we all know that that is only put on hominy. I will see you at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, the thing you got to remember is bo- uh, Big Boss Man will often be lumped in with other wrestlers who are just having jobs. But he was so much more. He he had two. Mm-hmm. He was a prison guard. But mm-hmm. for some reason, they said cop and not prison guard. That's something I just realized. They always said he was a cop, but he was also a prison guard. And those are two very different jobs. As in a cop, you have to go to like police like academy training like training and i think to be a prison guard you need to have not a criminal record um yeah but also pr- cop like a bunch of the West but World. a cop you help a nice old lady across the street so it's like pretty soft but a pr- like, if you're a fucking prison guard there's no way you're not like scarred Oh, yeah. Do you ever think that he ever had, like, a flashback in the middle of the ring and just, like, grabbed Virgil's face? And I don't know why I went with another black guy. That's <laughs> no, you for sure did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a racist man. Anyway. Yeah, all right. Listen, those farts are just all of my... You know, the rumor was, actually, the reason why he uh, didn't want to come back, he only went back to WWF once Ahmed Johnson was released. <laughs> <laughs> why was that? Because he's a racist man. Is Ahmed Johnson black? Yes. I don't see skin color. <laughs> you, you just I just see a guy with a sweet finishing move. I, I just see a guy who... who I've never... All right, we're going to do an Ahmed Johnson episode next episode after Judy. Ooh, <laughs> I love Ahmed Johnson. Um, well, we don't have enough uh, disc memory to talk about Ahmed Johnson because Ahmed Johnson wore knee pads on his thighs and no one can explain to me why. He kind of invented the arm sleeve before Allen Iverson. Because they have leg sleeves now. Also, what was uh, Ahmed Johnson's gimmick? As compared to the big boss man, who had a clear gimmick. Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson jo- basically had the same gimmick as Roman Reigns does now. A man. A, just a man who's had enough. I'm fed up with the way things have been going, both in yours and my lives. That's Ahmed Johnson. Um, anyway, but uh, what we're we gonna say, we gotta go move into this. What's the best and worst thing about the boss man for you? Best thing about the boss man was promos. Best thing is promos. Okay, I love a boss man promo, whether it be feeding a dog to another man, showing up <laughs> at another man's father's funeral, okay, and talking to him through the the Blues Brothers megaphone. Oh, the megaphone dragging it, and the way his family reacts, where everyone else is like. Well, I guess that okay. guy's taking our dad. <laughs> and then the Big Show's the only one who's like, hey, let's you stole talk, my dad's let's body. Let's talk about the person at the <laughs> rental place when they're getting the big <laughs> megaphone. And they're like, what are you using this big megaphone for your man who's dressed in SWAT uniform but not in the yeah. SWAT team? Oh, I'm just ruining this other guy's funeral. Oh, who's this other guy? He's a he's a long-haired seven-foot-four man. Because, <laughs> by the way, in my mind, yeah, anyway. Same size as Andre. Worst thing about uh, Big Boss Man um appearance as ray trailer in wcw yeah short sleeves leather pants oh boy was he fat not not short sleeves sleeveless yeah sleeveless yeah with a trench coat and oh th- yeah the trench coat and this is also how fucking terrible wcw was at times the nwo had kevin nash yes. conan scott hall sean waltman B- buff bagwell hulk hogan Macho Man Randy Savage, Vincent. You're forgetting so many Scott people. Scott Norton. Yeah. That's like the those are like the main guys you often associate Scott Steiner but not yet. WCW's main like anti W or anti NWO guys were Sting, mm. Lex Luger, mm. Ray Trailer, <laughs> the Steiners. Yeah. And that's not taking anything away from those guys as an individual. It's just like it literally just And then them constantly being like, Eddie Guerrero's trying, but he's too short. It came across like this. Street gang moves into the neighborhood and your dad's friends decide to do something about <laughs> it. <laughs> A couple guys from the gym. Yeah. <laughs> and your uncle Ray's coming by. Yeah. At that time, Ray Trailer's gimmick was, you know the guy who's dating your mom after the divorce? <laughs> His friend. <laughs> I think he owns a bike shop. Yeah. The kind of guy who's like he sees you unloading only one two four out of your car for a Friday night and calls you a homophobic slur. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that and not was not even a popular one, like your classic uh uh poofter or uh a uh, butt jammer like something like well aren't you a wednesday susan <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't know what that means but i know it's not okay to say in public um as we all know ray but that is g- uh that is i i was gonna say that my best thing my best thing uh about him because since you said his promos um uh, was just the if you're making uh, this one by uh, if you're making an all-time pro wrestling federation i think ray trailer has a place in it as a mid-carder 
Um, just because and I, think, I think he's just what was great about him is he was a utility man and he played his role very well. And he could have transitioned excellently into a authority role, a la Commissioner Slaughter. Imagine he was the general manager of Raw. He's just a guy who's general lo- manager, yeah. boss man. All of his offices just could be various <laughs> prisons in the uh, in the arenas they go to. I wouldn't. I, he's not. I, I I love that guy, but uh, there's no. He's not a strong enough promo to do that. But I just think like I disagree. But I think Roman as a Reigns, stooge, he's Roman great Reigns, as a stooge. You're gonna face Seth Rollins instead of Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think uh, just overall, uh, I mean, best thing, nice dick, uh, best weapon Wait a in pro wrestling. It history. sounded like you said nice dick, nice dick, <laughs> <laughs> nice dick. I mean, yeah, I, I've got to say, uh, best thing about him is just everything, and I mean, I love him. And the worst thing, obviously, WCW Ray Trailer, but that that's the worst thing about everybody. Like you know, there's you could pick anybody. Any second worst thing he was associated with the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. What was the point? That's WCW. Like it's WCW when they're like, yeah, hey, listen. If you think about it, like imagine you like you're Ray Trailer, you're a man. You're putting, he's another big guy, but the thing is, he's a big guy who's not really that intimidating. You're putting. Food it's like on Tracy the- McGrady being a professional wrestler. You're like, I mean, he's six seven, but he's well, two hundred pounds. Who's Tracy McGrady? He's a basketball player. Shut up. Oh no. I don't. Here's what I know. I like wrestling. I hope the Jays get eliminated from the World Series. <laughs> not in the World Series, you cunt. The baseball playoff oh, bullshit. Jesus Christ. Yeah, go Did for it. Did they get eliminated? You're playing with your hair like a tiny little girl. <laughs> I am a tiny little girl. Where are the Blue Jays right now in the baseball playoffs? They are down two to one. Good. I'm sick and tired of my Facebook feed being taken up by this nonsense. All of my friends who are usually posting sweet wrestling videos... Are fucking putting on Blue Jay symbols. And well, maybe bullshit. the problem is you being on Facebook, John. I don't want a big boss man podcast to be sullied with, here's John's problems with <laughs> Facebook. Oh, no. I was getting around to it. When I the, go the to co- BuzzFeed, no, 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 no. Because the colors of Facebook are blue and white. Yeah. And those were the boss man's two favorite colors. The color of his shirt and the color of his skin. Even though he's obsef- accepting of all races, he did feel the burden, burden of racism because he was from Cobb County, Georgia, the home of the last cotton plantation. Yeah, actually, if the boss man was alive, they would have had him hit Xavier Woods with a nightstick at this point oh, a year ago. If the boss man was alive, you know, it, again, I always go, what if it was the Attitude Era now? Mm-hmm. And you know that like he would have sodomized the New Day with a nightstick, and this would have been the promo. Aha, 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 <laughs> Xavier Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a hard time. Um, so yeah, the big boss man, overall out of 10 as a wrestler. I'm giving him as a main eventer, I give him six. But as a utility player, as the Brett Barbary of wrestling, he is a 10 out of 10. I you heard of the perfect wrestler, Ray Nathaniel Trailer. <laughs> I give Ray Nathaniel Trailer 187 <laughs> out Yo, of 10. Oh, nice. Because he fucking killed my fucking heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> when the fucking boss man fucking died, I fucking cried like a... F- I got a fucking parking ticket just so I could fucking talk to a copper, man. As... <laughs> As bro, bro, don't fucking laugh at me. That's how I fucking process grief. I'm fucking weird. You go to the job of the person, you think? Yeah, man, it's fucked up. Dusty Roads, you went to just like a farm and found the fattest guy, and you're like, I feel what you are. At fucking... When Dusty Roads fucking passed away, what I did, right? Is you're going f- for a hoser accent? <laughs> I don't really fucking know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm mostly doing an impression of one of the Dreyer brothers from when I grew up, and I can't remember which one spoke this way, but he fucking did. <laughs> and one time he told us all to huff on his fat sack. Huff <laughs> 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 on my fat sack. Oh, that's really good. Stopped laughing about it. Literally, it was in an email to his brother who was in my grade, Jesse, and it was... Uh, and by the way, huff on my fat sack. That's really and good. And then he came back, and the first thing he did, it was weird because he w- he went to Europe like in the middle of his graduating high school year, which is now that I'm 30 years old, I'm like, what negligent parenting? It's also weird to put like a rural Canadian man in Europe. <laughs> oh, they all went. Just everything is gay. <laughs> Just like gay, 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 get me out of here. They're going to touch me. Yo, bro, you're a lady, right? You got a fucking pussy? Yeah, you're gay though. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, I'd have sex with you, but that'd be like pure gay. <laughs> I don't think you guys are fucking aware of how fucking gay it is that you are marrying a woman as a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking. 
Yeah. Yeah, it does not fucking involve getting fucking hosed with your buddies down by the fucking Tim Hortons parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. That are listening to this. I'm sure around How the radio, th- a la Amos and Andy uh, in do 1940s. Do you think that the big boss man would have adjusted well to Europe? <laughs> yes. Great, of course he would. He would have run around and do everything. Um, thanks very much for listening. Uh, next week we'll be talking <laughs> Judy about Bagwell. Judy Bagwell. Thank I you very much. We're going to be talking about WCW World Tag Team Champion. Judy she had the fucking tag. Oh, of course she did. <laughs> of course. Yeah. She had okay. Let me just pre- career in WCW career. She had more titles than uh, Big no. Boss Man. She had more titles than the Big Boss Man. No, no yeah. hardcore title and tag team title. Keep what fucking head on straight? No, and that's European in, title. That's in the WWF. She did have more titles than uh, <laughs> Old Ray. Oh my God, man. Okay, let me just tell you. This is a prime. This, let me prime the pump for the Judy Bagwell epic next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jim Ross is the head of talent when they're bringing Buff Bagwell in for the WCW invasion. Yeah. And they got house shows where they're doing invasions. He's got to do a run-in on the house show. And he tells the story on the internet. Look it up because Jim Ross literally comes across so, like, so mad. like a fucking bull terrier on steroids. And then he gets a call because he, he has the Bell's palsy, right? He has no emotion on his face. Yeah. And he's just like, I got a call from Judy Bagwell. And uh, she just wanted to let me know um, that uh, her son... We'll be at TV on Monday, but can't make the live event. And I said, it's uh, lovely to hear from you. Uh, just want to let you know that you will never talk to me about your boy again. But you can call me to wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> and he looks like this list of events that it's appropriate to call, but not to call about your boy. And he's like, about your boy. And then he goes to talk to Buff Bagwell. And he's just like, your mother will not call me again. You're a man. And you'll act like a man. Cause I was, and then he ends it with this. Because I was a wheel. I always told my father, when I grow up, I want to be a wheel. My father always said, you know what a wheel is? It's a circular thing dogs pee on. And that's <laughs> Jim Ross. We got to do it. Jim Ross, funniest man. Uh, the only way to counterbalance a Judy Bagwell episode is that we'll follow it up with a Jim Ross episode. I mean, we're planning our whole season here. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, at On Twitter, I'm at Dylan Gott, D-Y-L-A-N-G-O-Double-Up-D-T. And I am the John Hastings, and now let's listen to that sweet, sweet Vader theme again. If you have any questions for us, put them in at wrestlerview at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Go serve some hard time, everybody. I come.